Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello there, welcome to a brand new Arseblog Arsecast, right here on Arseblog.com. I hope you're well, and I hope you've survived this uh, particular week, which has been quite trying, I have to say. Uh, yes, there was the small comfort of the events in Madrid, but maybe it's just me, but for me it was a very, very small comfort. I always hope that Tottenham lose, and when they do, it's like, great, they lost. But when we want Arsenal to win and we don't, well, it's a, it's a little bit more involved, isn't it? The joy of Spurs getting beaten in Europe is, well, minuscule. Lasts a few minutes, maybe till the next morning, and it's not anything particularly special. A little warm glow, perhaps. Remember those old ready-break ads where he'd have the ready-break and the guy would go out and he'd have this orange glow around him to keep him warm on his walk to school on the snowy, cold day? Well, yeah, you just get to the end of the garden path, and that's how long your orange Spurs losing glow will last. But Arsenal losing, well, it's the dark cloud, isn't it? And it's all black and terrible, and, you know, we haven't had anything particularly to cheer us up this week. Jeremy Aliadier scored for the reserves. Well, there's nobody going to take a great deal of comfort in that, are they? And what happened last weekend? Well, it was, uh, it was, it was bad from the point of view of our title challenge. And it was bad to see the team not perform that way, and it was bad not to see the team really want to win the game and really want to fight and really put it to Blackburn. Uh, And we made Blackburn look quite good. Paul Robinson, a man past whom we've scored more goals than anybody else in history, well, he, he looked untroubled, and that's pretty much because he was. United came back from 2-0 down against West Ham and all of a sudden instead of a small gap we've now got a 7-point gap and although we do have a game in hand our form is bad. Our form is really poor, we're not scoring goals and we're drawing too many games and it just didn't happen on Saturday for whatever reason and the atmosphere was very strange in the stadium and You know, there are people who are obviously unhappy and people as well who I don't suppose are ever happy. A guy sitting behind, I think at one point Sesk tried to play a little pass in between two defenders and in behind another defender. And the bloke behind was going, oh, come on, Fabregas, that's easy. That's a schoolboy pass. Anyone could make that pass. We're talking about precision football being classified as easy, so uh, perhaps that guy will never be happy. But anyway, uh, it just wasn't a good day all round for Arsenal Football Club. Nil-nil draw, Arsene talking about our performance being flat and it being worrying, and it is worrying because, you know, we came off the interlull with nine games left in the season, and you would expect at the very, very least if we didn't win the game, that we could all turn around and say, well, you know what, at least they gave it a really good go. They gave it a good shot. They fought right to the end, and it didn't seem like that. 
And it didn't seem like that from the manager either. I know he can talk about his players, but the substitutions, I went over it on the blog, uh, half an hour, 35 minutes ago, and Alex Song limps back onto the pitch, and it's clear and obvious that he's got a problem. Blackburn are posing about as much threat as, I don't know, a kitten with a water pistol or something. I don't, they're just, they just weren't going to score. So why not leave Arshavin on and put Sesk on as well? Instead, you leave Song on, he picks up another injury and another injury, and uh, the Bentner thing stuck out on the right-hand side. Is, it was bizarre. And the general consensus, walking back from the ground to the pub, was that, well, that's the title challenge over. And I know there's still eight games to go, but, you know, I don't think anybody was really talking that positively. And a lot of people talking about the future of the manager. And, of course, it's going to be speculation when when things are the way they are. It's it's strange because you step back from it objectively. You look at where we are and we're second in the league. And it just doesn't feel right, does it? Something feels wrong uh, with the way the club is going at this moment in time. And as people have pointed out midweek, it's not so much what happened. It's the fact that it's happened again and again. And we're heading into this final part of the season and we don't look like a team that has any momentum. We don't look like a team that's going to go right to the final game of the season and fight for it. We look like a team that has, in previous seasons, drifted away in the final few games of the season. And it looks like that's what's going to happen again. Of course, they could turn it around, but uh, the fear is there with all of us, I think, that we're going to end up this season the way we ended up seasons in the past. You think about Wigan away, and you think about 2007, 2008, the positions we've been in, and we can see the finishing line. Let's not forget a couple of weeks ago, the title was in our hands, and that's where you want to be at this time of the season. That uh, regardless of what anyone else did, if we did what we were supposed to do, the title was in our hands. But we get to this point and we don't seem to be able to cope with it. And that's where the frustration and, and the worry comes from. And it was all a bit, all a bit bad. So, uh, so there you go. But that was, that was Blackburn. But um, before drifting into too much misery, I want to talk a little bit about something that was very positive last weekend. And it, it might sound like it's specific but I think it it just illustrates why we all follow football and why we follow Arsenal Football Club. And in 2002, I set up Ars Blog, right? And I decided that I'd write about Arsenal because it's the club I love and, and had never any plans for anything other than for me to sit here and write about Arsenal. And if some people were mad enough to read what I wanted to write, well, then fair enough. And I never sort of had any great plan about how the site was going to go or anything like that. But over time... You, you meet people and people meet in real life. And, and now there's a, a big community that exists uh, offline as well as online. And people meet up and they go to matches together and they share tickets and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, we had a guy who used to comment on the site uh, and his name was Furq, uh, F-U-R-Q, like fuck you. I mean, he was too polite to actually use that. But anyway, uh, he used to comment on the arses and was a regular on the site and um, he was a fairly young man, I think. Um, I don't know the exact age that he was, but maybe 50. And uh, he got ill and uh, sadly passed away. And he was a big character on the site. So uh, Rob decided that it would be a good idea to have a little football tournament in his honor. And it started one year with three teams and has gone on every year since. And 
This year, we we met, and it was the fifth time that the tournament has taken place. We had a five-team, six-a-side football tournament on Saturday before the uh, before the Blackburn game. We met on Friday. We drank beer. We ate dinner. We drank more beer. We got up on Saturday. We had hangovers. We went and played football together. Uh, the Greens, of course, won. Um, sorry. But we did. Uh, regardless of that, though... It was a brilliant day out, and it was a brilliant uh, way for people to come together. And we went back to the uh, Tollington, who proudly and uh, very kindly host the trophy on their shelves. So next time you're in there, uh, have a look. It's got the green ribbons on it. Not that I'm trying to rub that in by any stretch of the imagination. And we went to the Blackburn game, and we came back, and we drank beer together, and we went and ate together. And uh, people came from... The United States, they came from all over Europe. They've come from further afield than years before. And in a week in which a lot of the emphasis uh, about the football club has been fans fighting with each other and fans divided and fans on one side of the fence and another side of the fence and this lot want this and this lot want that, it's a reminder that Arsenal Football Club is something for me anyway, that should bring people together, that brings us together and creates friendships and friendships that go beyond uh, chatting online and friendships that go beyond meeting up at the weekend when there's a game on. People uh, holiday together. People have gone much further than all of that. And for me, in in a week that has been particularly negative uh, from a football point of view, from the future of the club's point of view, from everything else, uh, it's a reminder that Arsenal is something that we all love uh, and something that we can share together in a positive way as well as a a really negative way. So I want to say thank you to uh, everybody who reads the site and everybody who came along last weekend from the people who played to the people who organized to the people who uh, gave up their time freely uh, to officiate on the day, the people who came along just to spectate and everyone then afterwards enjoyed each other's company and regardless of what happened on the pitch and as disappointed as we all were it's a brilliant day and we have to remember sometimes that you need to step back a bit and remember that football isn't the most important thing it's important all right and we all love it and we all want Arsenal to do well and we all don't like it when they don't but sometimes it's worth just stepping back and remembering that there are good things to be had too I'm Internet Joe, and here's me 32nd roundup. Fuck off, Interlord, Red Football is back. Blackpool, we're gonna fuck these cunts up. First half, nil nil. Second half, nil nil. Better change a few things. Ah, here we go, bring the big man on banner. Go real one, that's it, we need the goal. If you're gonna go real one, don't put your striker up a fucking cul de sac. Wenger, what the fuck are you doing? Ah, oh, we are sure we couldn't score in a fucking Essex nightclub. Fuck off! We made Paul Robinson look More from Internet Joe on next week's show. Now, moving away from all the positivity, and I should point out that that's no reflection on my guest, more to do with the subject matter as we're about to discuss Blackburn and all the other bits and pieces that are going on around Arsene Wenger at this moment. I'm delighted to welcome back to the Arsecast, John Cross from The Mirror. Hi, John. 
Hello, Andrew. Hi. Now, let's start with Arsene Wenger. You wrote a piece about him yesterday in uh, in the newspaper, and you talked about it being like uh, having a fight with your, your favourite uncle and the way things <laughs> have, have uh, changed a little bit over the last little while. And obviously there's been frustrations with the manager for a while. Uh, but they're beginning to manifest themselves uh, more vociferously, shall we say. Um, and you talk about Arsene Wenger needing to change his philosophy, and I think that's something that uh, many Arsenal fans, regardless of what side of the fence, the metaphorical fence that you're on, because I think you know fans are being divided to one side or the other in a way, but I think most mm. people agree that he has needed to change his way ever so slightly, not drastically, but ever so slightly for the last little while. How likely do you think he is to do that um, given the importance of it now I well I'll be honest with you I don't think I don't think it's particularly likely I wish he would I think maybe he might tweak it a little um, but I think I think it would be rather fanciful thinking to think that he would bring in a huge new raft of players this summer and have a massive clear out of players who probably we all agree have been slightly underachieving players. I'm thinking of sort of the, the likes of Danielson, DRB, Abu Ayyipenna, and so forth. Um, and I, I just don't see him then replacing those sort of squad players with, with world-class talents of costing 20, 25 million pounds, which, you know, we could probably argue about whether they're worth the money anyway. But I, I'd just like to see him just tweak it slightly and just listen to supporters' concerns because I think I think people are getting more angry and more frustrated even the most loyal people to Wenger perhaps thinking oh, I wish you know the manager would do this and whereas I think you know you've seen the banners in the past and Arsenal will trust Arsenal knows um, I just I just feel even those sort of people are just slightly tempering their views and just just want a little bit more proven quality and a throwback to sort of the time when when Arsenal would sign players like Thierry Henry and Gilberto Silva and make of those players what you like they came with uh, a CV which included World Cup winner mm. um, and, and, and they, they bring a sort of bit of quality they bring a, a belief and confidence with them uh, the younger players look up to them and suddenly for whatever reason Arsenal changed that, that, that policy of looking for that proven quality into sort of young enough coming professionals which would be good in the long, long run you know I'm happy to admit that I sort of maybe got it wrong on, on Koscielny Koscielny at first didn't impress me at all but he's improved no end wouldn't it be nice, I think, to, to have someone alongside Koscielny, uh, you know, with proven international quality, whether that's sort of Matt Sucker or, or Gabe Cahill, one of the two, but just a little bit of proven quality um, uh, on a sort of different level, a different budget. And I think that's what Arsenal fans need at the moment because I do think tensions are running high and I think the club, um, more so than the manager perhaps at ballroom level, really need to pay attention to, to the fans to, to keep them firmly on balls. Mm. Is it a matter of showing ambition in terms of the checkbook more than the quality of the player? Because you talk about Gary Cahill, for example, um, as, as proven quality, but I mean, he's a guy who plays for Bolton and has a couple of England caps, yet the, the price tag attached to him is not necessarily relative to the, the proven quality that he has. He does okay in the Premier League and he's played a couple of times for England. So, you know, there is that... that uh, that's a, a difficulty, I think, you know, to try and say that Cahill is one of these guys that, that should come in. Um, 
But he, he's got to maybe show that, I think more than anything, now I, this is just my opinion, that you know he's given certain players a chance and a chance to develop, and I understand why he's done that, and I understand in a way why he's reluctant to change it, because you put so much into a player and you hope that he'll develop and take the next step, and then you know you, you run the risk, let's say, of letting him go, and then he, he, he develops into a better player uh, somewhere else. So I can, I can understand that in a way. But is it a matter of uh, being a little more ruthless? Because we know he can be ruthless. And we know he's been ruthless with players in the past. And you can run off the names of guys who've, who've suddenly fallen out of favor. Um, but, but wouldn't it send a message, for example, to uh, let some of these guys go and bring new players in? And it shows the rest of them that, that you have to maintain a certain uh, standard in order to keep your place at Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think um, you know, kicking off on, on sort of just the payroll issue, I think I think he's overpriced. But look, look, let's not kid ourselves. Arsenal pay and demand, so I should say, demand um, big money for the season tickets. The season tickets are going to go up. You know, we already know at club level, and that's probably going to be across the board by about six and a half percent on average. Now, I'm sorry, they already charge big money, so you can't have the one thing charging big ticket prices. While while shopping at the bargain basement, you know the two things don't go together. I think Arsene Wenger has laid out plans, you know, the last few seasons. I mean, I've been at press conferences and briefings where we've had this chat, and he said, you know, I, I stick with these players, and the end of the season we'll have to see. Well, the end of those seasons has come and gone, and he stuck with the players like like Danielson with with Diaby, with with Bentner and the Bouet and. And even Almunia, Almunia's a case in point, isn't he? You know, I wrote a column about him. You know, I just feel that, in a way, I feel a little bit of sympathy for him because he's been thrusting between the posts again. And I just, the reason I feel sympathy for him is, is simply because I just don't think he's up to it. Um, and I think everyone knows that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I think in his heart of hearts, you know, his, his Arsenal career is gone, I think, even as far as he's concerned. And so what's he still doing there? It's just not acceptable that he's even third choice, you know, because basically he should have offloaded him last summer and brought in you know, a better reserve goalkeeper and so he shouldn't have been even in that position. You know, I think the squad needs a big overhaul in certain areas. You know, obviously centre halves. I have got all the faith in the world and says me, I think he's gonna be a world class goalkeeper. Really, really passionately believe that. 
And so I think that, that agenda has changed somewhat. But, I mean, it's time to move on from Danielson. Danielson, you know, he's, he's had his chances. He's gone backwards. And I just think that's so so disappointing, really. And I think it's just time to make judgment calls on those sort of players. And and, and, and I think Arsene Wenger, as you, as you rightly say, has been ruthless in the past. I think he needs to be ruthless again and make a decision on a few players uh, that will probably be unpopular with those players, but popular with the fans. I think he needs to strengthen and develop the depth of the squad right throughout. I mean, I just want to make it absolutely clear. I still... And I still think the majority of fans behind him, I'm still very much in the camp that I think Arsene Wenger is the best manager for Arsenal. But I do think it's not about changing the manager, it's about changing the manager's philosophy slightly. And I think, you know, any good company, any good manager would do well to listen to uh, their supporters, their followers, their, their, their backers. And I think, I think it's the same with Arsenal Football Club. I think David Dean used to obviously have Arsene Wenger's ear a little bit. Um, he would perhaps persuade him to sign players when needed. Um, and unfortunately, that, that doesn't seem to be the case at the moment. Um, you know, I think, I think David Dean could go out and, and get some quality. Uh, I just don't think we've had a signing for, from the top bracket, the top draw, for some years now. And I think that's a bit disappointing. Mm. Well, I mean, there's Arsh Avin, Nasri yeah. has come in over the over the last few years now. The the impact, the various impacts. But I mean, I think you would say they're, you know, by any standards, they're they're fairly high quality signings. But I, t- I take your point. Um, the other thing that that maybe struck me uh, from looking at the Blackburn game and the performance, in particular mm. of of the Arsenal team, they didn't look like a team that was fighting for a league title, and the manager didn't look like a manager who was making the right decisions in a way uh, to go and win the league title. For example, I mentioned on the blog, Alex Song is hobbling around with half an hour to go and he, he took Andre Arshavin off. Now, I know Arshavin is frustrating and, and frustrates a lot of fans, but uh, at West Brom, he's the guy who got a goal out of nothing. And it's a sort of, it was clear it was one of those goal out of nothing games. And... Um, the, the the point I'm I'm sort of trying to make here is that if maybe we were looking at another team objectively, you might suggest that that's a team that's not necessarily playing for the manager or a team that the manager can't motivate. And for me, that was one of the biggest worries about uh, the the performance against Blackburn. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely spot on. I think I think also you're right about Arshavin. You know, actually, one before when I was talking about sort of players and not not top quality, you're right. Actually, Arshavin is, is is one of those exceptions to the rule. We can we can moreover you're right about his 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 effort and commitment. But I tell you what, in the last few weeks, he's really been putting it in. He's really been trying hard. I actually thought that he was Arsenal's best player. Um, on, on Saturday and to see him being dragged off I know he's moaned in the Russian press about this I feel really sorry for him I, I think that was harsh on him because uh, he was certainly putting in the effort whereas I'd say the majority of the rest of the team weren't and I think you know I also sort of wrote about early in the week about sort of some sporadic scraps and fights breaking out and, uh, you know, amongst the fans because they were passionate um, but they could see that some of the Arsenal players weren't. And I think that's really disturbing. I think you're right. I think that's that's a major worry. Yes, I think confidence has gone. I think that fragile confidence was not furthered by Man United's amazing comeback, which probably says to, to everyone at Arsenal, they're going to win the title. Um, and so I think that knocked them for six. But there's still no excuse for really not absolutely giving everything. With 20 minutes to go... 
you know, Arsenal knew that they had to secure all three points to really stay in the title race. But it didn't seem as if they, you know, they, they, they wanted to push on and really go for it and really dig in. And they really believe that they can go and get, you know, an amazing late victory. Um, and I just think that's such a worry. You're right. I think with Arsene Wenger, at the moment, he looks, he looks a man with the stresses and strains of the world on his shoulders. I think he's lost weight recently. He's always been gaunt. But he looks even more... Uh, even more so at the moment. I think he looks a, a really worried man. I think that stress is obviously, uh, you know, getting to him. And in the past, he's managed it well, deflected it from the players, and maybe it's getting to him a little bit. Um, and he's not been able to deflect it so so effectively as he has done in the past. And I think it's a major concern, I must say, because this season promised so much. And I think if it fades out even worse... And I think you know. I think the tensions and the upset is going to get even more severe. Mm. So what what does he uh, do now? Because we can talk about what he can do or might do, and probably won't do in the summer, or what he should have done in January and what he should have done last summer. But focusing on the here and now, there are eight games left for Arsenal this season. Um, Champions League spot is not assured. There's still, if you want to look at it from uh, a positive point of view. The league title is still there to play for, given the fact we have to play United and Chelsea and United have to play. And, you know, they could drop points. The problem is, of course, is that, you know, everyone can see Arsenal dropping points along the way. I mean, it's sort of lost in the mix that uh, Arsenal haven't lost the league game since Manchester United back in December. But the points are being dropped through draws and sloppy performances. And, um, you know, we could go through them you know, one by one, and we'd be here till tomorrow or the day after. So how does he now get this team back on track uh, and at least in a position where they're scrapping out a 1-0 or a 2-1? How how can he do it? It's such a good question. It's such a difficult question to answer as well. Yeah, you can take over as manager if you know, by the way. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. It's just, I, I think... I think at the moment, you, 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 this is when the manager owns his drawn, isn't it, really? It's all about man management and motivation at the moment. And I think he has to remind some of those players whose perhaps confidence has gone. I'm thinking about sort of our Munoz in a fragile place at the moment. Um, I don't think Clichy, you know, is perhaps at his best, um, but he's so important. I think I think to the team and to the dressing room because he's a really good character I think to have when he's on form I think Cesc Pavagas is he confident in his own physical state I think that's a concern I think Nasri seems to have gone off the boil doesn't he since, since the turn of the year I think up until Christmas he would have been you know my vote for player of the year um, but since then he's gone I just think I just think at the moment perhaps some of the players need to have a little look and take a leave from Jack Wilshere who, who's showing maturity Encouraged beyond his years. And he didn't have a great game by any means. He looked a little bit tired, if anything, um, at the weekend. But I, I just think his spirit typifies everything we need. I think Arsenal need to perhaps make some changes. I would like to see perhaps Bentner being given an, a, another chance, perhaps wide light. You know, let's see, see if his spirit is there. Let's see if he's as good as he says he is. Um, and, and, and just maybe change the system a little bit. Theo Walcott, you know, when he gets back to his full fitness, he can make a big difference with his pace. And I think at the moment, I think Arsene Wenger certainly needs to make changes. You're right, Alex Song with miles off from the start, really, from full fitness. 
And I think that's unfair because then people will need you after the game getting his back and saying, all right, that song is not that quality. Mm. Well, do me a favour. He's been tremendous for the last two years. He's really, really coming on absolute funding for me. And I think it's so unfair to judge players on, on, on one performance uh, like that because he's made great strides. And I think he's going to be, you know, really even better player than he already has become. Yeah. I just think, I think players are running out of legs and I think you need to change things. You need to instill a bit of, bit, bit of belief. I think maybe you're going to stumble across that, 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 that uh, victory sooner or later. I think Blackpool's such a hard place to go, by the way. I think, you know, yeah. many managers have looked and seen Charlie Adam always play his quarterback role with the two wide men stretching, you know, the fullbacks staying right on the byline and think, right, we've cracked it. But they haven't. You know, few teams have really got to grips with Blackpool, so Arsenal will need, really need to be at the at the races and defending very well on mm. the front and in the middle to, to do that. But look, I think one win, I really genuinely believe this, could turn things around. I think United have also got the distraction of the, of the Champions League as well. And so I do think much comes down to personal pride and motivation. And I think perhaps that issue needs to be addressed in the summer. Have you got enough leaders who can sort of, you know, recognise and value those qualities? But I think the likes of um, Sis Pavagas, Robin Van Percy, Jack Wilshere, I think Gal Clichy and, you know, really appreciate those values. And you have to instill into those, you need to be strong, you need to be leaders, and you need to go and get some, some points and some victories. It's a much needed confidence back for the team. All right, John, uh, let's hope they can get back on track this weekend. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. John Cross from The Mirror, thank you very much indeed. You can find him on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash John Cross Mirror. Give him a follow. Now, before we look ahead to the Blackpool game, this guy. It's the Mick Benner Show with me, Mick Benner. I'm deadly. Hello there, I'm Mick Benner, and I am the greatest striker that ever lived. I'm better than Alan Shearer, Gerd Muller, Diego Maradona, and Alfonso Alves. Today I'm going to recreate one of my greatest moments away from the football pitch. In 2009, I was abducted by aliens who recognised my supreme being and made me run a race against all the previous winners of the Grand National. And we're over the final fence and Red Room has fallen, as has Silverburge, but still in there are Red Marauder and Hedgehunter. But Mick Banner comes up around the outside. He looks like he's got loads left in his locker. He turns around, he's two lengths clear now, three lengths clear, turns around to the other horses, and they stop. They're going, oh my god, it's Mick Banner, Mick Banner. And one of the horses gets a boner, and he gets up on the other one and the jockey says no you can't do that in front of McBurnall and McBurnall turns around and he crosses the line not only is he the greatest striker that ever lived he is the greatest horse and the aliens they brought me back down to Ward and they said you can have anything you want any piece of land because you are McBurnall and you know what I chose Gibraltar it's the Mick Benner Show with me, Mick Benner, on Deadly.
More from Mick Bender on another Arscast in the very near future. Now, before we look ahead to the Blackpool game, and it's not much of a preview, I have to tell you. That's uh, not my fault either. I'll explain more uh, momentarily. Uh, I just want to remind you about the Arsblog online store, which you can find at store.arsblog.com. There is the Arsblog t-shirt. There's a red Arsblog t-shirt, a boiled t-shirt, the famous Robert Perez dreamy t-shirt, which makes you instantly more dreamy in real life too. A Chesney t-shirt, a boiled mug. There's a never in doubt print. A couple of more prints coming soon as well. So do check it out. Store.arsblog.com. And not to forget that any purchase made between now and the 14th of April, that is the uh, this day next week, I think, uh, any purchase made between now and then will go in to a draw, or any purchase already made, I should also say, will go into a draw for a signed Arsenal shirt. Uh, it's the 2008 away shirt signed by that squad, and somebody who buys something from the store uh, will win that shirt. The random number generator will pick somebody, and they'll get a signed Arsenal shirt. So check it out, store.arsblog.com. Remembering, of course, that all proceeds go to a very, very good cause, the upkeep and maintenance of the Arsblog Basset Hound. Right then, on Sunday, we head for Blackpool to try and get our season back up and running again. It means Saturday is, well, it's a bit dull and tedious because you don't have any football, but I'm sure we'll find something to pass the time. But anyway, Sunday at Blackpool, and we really do have to get ourselves back on track. Normally, at this time on a Thursday night, there is a bit of uh, team news, some injury news we know who might be in or out for the weekend. As of yet, and it's uh, after 10 o'clock at this stage, not a thing. There was a vague article on The Guardian earlier saying Alex Song might be a doubt, which, of course, uh, is fairly obvious considering the way he finished the game. And Theo Walcott also might be a doubt considering he came off and put an ice pack on his uh, ankle. But that's about as much team news as we have and I think that's fairly speculative um maybe there might be a surprise with a Juru or Chesney might be fit again but we've got to hope that Sesk is back and fit and properly fit and 100% fit and ready to start this game because there can be no more errors between now and the end of the season Uh, Blackpool uh, is not an easy place to go teams have found that this season and We're not in particularly good form, but we've got to just pick ourselves up and uh, get on with it. As I said on the blog uh, earlier in the week, whatever happens in terms of results, if we can go to the end of the season and watch this Arsenal team at least give everything they've got in every single game, well then, you know, that's something. may not be enough, but it's something. We can't have another repeat of what happened against Blackburn, the sort of half-hearted there just did not seem to be anyone out there playing in a team that really 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 wanted to win and considering the importance of the game uh, that was all a bit frustrating um so we've got to hope that that's the case there is nothing else to talk about really and nothing else to hope for other than we can go and get three points on sunday i'm keeping fingers toes everything crossed for that um, so we'll leave it there for this week's Arscast. Uh, until next time, have yourselves a good weekend. I'll talk to you all next week on the blog and, of course, on next week's Arscast. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hello, uh, David O'Leary here. Uh, just been sacked. 
out in Dubai, as I say, but uh, was reading the newspapers and, uh, as I say, saw things going on at Arsenal and uh, picked up the phone, as I say, and uh, gave Arson a ring. Arson, uh, I say, as I say, uh, I notice that you've been given a chance to uh, old players. Uh, Jeremy Aliadier is back and uh, playing for the reserves, as I say. So, uh, any chance of a comeback for David O'Leary? As you're a bit short in the old, as I say, uh, centre-half department. And uh, Arson, as always, as I say, was a, a real gentleman. Turned around and said, uh, Feck off, David, you bleeding lunatic. As I say, uh, couldn't really argue with that. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 